unfortunately, we got all the chat out of the way, didn't we? With our pre-chat. Well, yeah, having a beer before the show. Yeah. So now... Let's never speak before the show again. Let's. If I just come in and we just nod. No, no. What we've got to do is like have that one beer and then only allow ourselves... Silence. No, but like only allow ourselves to do just like the small talk, the surface level shit. Get that out of the way. <laughs> no bants. Yeah. And well, like minimal bants. And then we can come in here having had a beer, having got all the fluff out of the way. Yes. And then just immediate bants. Well, so we can lowercase b bants, but we can't capital B banter until we're on mic. Yeah. Perfect. I'm yep. into that. That's that's what I'm here to pitch to you today, dragons. <laughs> that's such a reference. I was um I'm I'm asking for twenty bucks in exchange for zero percent of my business where I sink beers. Uh, I'm asking for an Uber home and a kebab. <laughs> I will be taking in exchange, no questions. In exchange for bants. In exchange for me leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Also, has someone pissed my trousers? <laughs> That's, um... Do you know who Clement Freud is? Clement Freud? Clement Freud was the grandson or son, I forget which, of Sigmund Freud. Okay. And a um, famous art critic. No, I've never... And he used to also do occasional, like... TV appearances on a few things and once I heard him I think he was actually on Radio 5 Live which is BBC Radio uh-huh. um, as part of the colour commentary for a cricket test right because I think he was a keen cricketist and he yes wants, that's what they call themselves uh, cricketeer cricketsman uh, <laughs> cricket um, and he uh, told a joke on there um, that maybe now is the time to tell Okay. Um, and it so for some context, once again, Freud's son slash grandson, so yeah. quite moneyed, and um, you know, must be nice. Spoke in a very deep and incredibly posh and slow accent, delightful art critic, and told this joke in this accent the entire time, which I'm not going to do because it's slow. Yeah, thank you. But um, a bloke. He's really into drinking. He loves going out every night and getting really pissed. And he um, goes out so much that his wife says to him, I'm giving you an ultimatum. If you drink again, I'm leaving you. And now this man loves his wife, so he, you know, wants to keep her happy. So he goes up drinking. And a couple of months go by and he's managed to stay sober and he's doing really well. And one of his friends has a, has a really great day at uh, at the racetrack and says, "Come on, come on, we'll go out, we'll go out for a drink, just the one, just the one." And when they get in the pub, and invariably they end up getting quite, quite pissed. And um, the bloke goes, oh, "There's no way I'm gonna get away with this." My wife's going, "No," and the bloke goes, "No, no, 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 no. It's very simple. Here's what you do. You need to get more drunk until you throw up. You throw up down yourself." And then you get a five pound note and you put it in your breast pocket. And he explains why. And he says, what happens is your wife, you go home and you say to your wife, this isn't mine. <laughs> Someone threw up on me. Uh-huh. So. Yes, goes very home, believable. Goes home, says to his wife, this is, she's like, that's it. I'm out. 
this we're done. You're drunk again. He goes, no, 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 darling. This isn't my vomit. Someone threw up on me. She goes, bollocks. He goes, no, no, no. Look, they gave me five pound to get my shirt and jacket dry cleaned. And he holds out the money. And she goes, that's 10 pounds. And he goes, the other fiver was from the man who shat in my underwear. <laughs> I heard that joke being told by Clement <laughs> Freud as part of his obituary. <laughs> oh my God. Oh dear. I like that. And that's how we start it. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think from here, I'm just going to like push this button and we'll do it. Downhill. Oh boy. Hello, folks. Welcome to Australia's most regular podcast. It's Hey Brew, the podcast about the kind of things you talk about in the pub. Each week, one of us brings a beer and some nonsense. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. That's the most professional it's ever been. I think so. That's because it's been a while. Yeah, and like that's not to say that we've been practicing in the... (laughs) No, no, that's what I spent all this time doing. Yeah, you needed like two months to go into a cave and just like do the intro over and over again. Yeah, and then it got weird because I kept seeing shadows on the wall and wondering about my reality. I mean, that's always... What what even are shadows? Other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Um, that that was the audience. that That have a less good life than me. Yeah. This is about all I know about Plato's The Cave. Anyway. Oh, that's what you're referencing. I was just... Yeah. Just ex- thinking about caves. I was just trying to extend the bit about you doing the intro so much you lost your mind. Well, I mean, that's also true. Is, mean, that, what, is that what Plato was doing? Just rehearsing his podcast? Chilling in a cave, in a cave yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was... He was um, he was doing one of those like all meat diets and he was uh, living in a cave. Was, talking about DMT. Yeah, yeah. He's very much the original bro blogger. That's why so many people have his picture. On Twitter. Right. And that's why so many people talk about like platonic relationships and getting friend zoned is because he's the the original incel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, okay. it's just me and my platonic guys and we just, you know, it's more like a we give each other handjobs because we need to come. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not gay at all. It's not. No. It's incredibly straight. We're just helping a bro out. <laughs> that's why we all go, bro, job, bro, job, Jerry. <laughs> What the fuck are uh, we doing? I don't know. That was a, anyway. Um, it's been what? Legitimately like three months since we did one of these. Yeah. So Maybe two, some, three months. Some context for you both. Um, it, it was Christmas and it was really busy. Well, also, I got sick. You got yeah. busy. It was an extended uh, treadmill of interruptions. Yeah. Although, if you look at me, it's very clear that I've not been on any treadmills extended or otherwise. But what I did have was a very nice and comfortable Christmas. Yeah, well, look, um, your, your family was in town. They were indeed. Nice. There was plenty of boozing to be done. Yeah. Um, so it was very good. Um, on the basis that it's been an awful long time and it's got yep. quite a lot to catch up on, I think yes. we try and keep it as um, long as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, let, look, I've got nothing for the next four hours. Let's sick. put out... An opus. This is going to be like a hardcore histories podcast. It's just going to go on and on and on. Well, history's pretty long. That's there's that's a, a lot fair of it. point. There's a you, lot of you've, it. You've done me there. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess my first question, Mike, is yes. the usual. Um, how big? Are, I mean, um, what uh, have you had any good beers recently? Uh, I have. I've had a fair few. Um, the thing I will, I, th- I think the the easiest way to sum up the beers I've had recently is. Delicious. <laughs> a lot of one drop, so yes. Oh. I'd, every time I go to the store, I check where they usually have the one drop sitting on the shelf. 
um and there's always new stuff because they just keep pumping out weird experimental shit um had like a fairy floss sour that was mandarin and pineapple flavored it just tasted like candy um there's another like uh double fruited berry sour some weird bullshit but they're just insane and we had one before the show one of theirs we did indeed Um, do you want to talk about that yeah, it it was a what are they? It was like they labeled it as synthetic IPA with clean fusion, which is something I think they've trademarked some brewing process. Yeah, um, we're getting to that point where I no longer know what anything is in brewing, but it's all tasty. Yeah, it was basically like they didn't have a single like legitimate hop palette in the brew. Mm. It was all like oils and byproducts and chemicals, and it is one of the best IPAs I think I've had. In a while. <laughs> it's wild because I, I guess I guess it's that point of being able to say like, okay, well, we've synthesized everything we like. It's just chemistry. We'll figure yeah. it out. Um, and the thing about organic chemistry versus chemistry is that if you use organics in your chemistry, there's room for error mm. or room for variability. And what they've yeah. done here is for one of a better, for one of a, I guess a better word, they seem to have boiled down the mm. formula. Yeah. But it's a great beer. It's delicious. Yeah. It's really It's called like the, what, the T3022 or something. Something like which that. Which I think yeah. is, I mean, it's a reference to Terminator, obviously. But I think it was also like a name they were giving to some... Some of the hop. One of the ingredients yeah. or something. But um, yeah, they continue to be great. I also, this summer, have just been doing a lot of like, I'm going to go get a lager from a different craft brewery and just like mm. make my way around, see what they're up to in terms of like those easy drinking styles. And yeah. That's been pretty nice just to have like three of the same beer and for it to not like feel like this big ordeal where where like a lot of the craft beers are like they're doing a lot of flavors or there's a lot of body to them and you kind of want to have like one of them. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this for a little while now is that there's actually a lot of value in beer that you can just drink. Yeah. And like that is why I will buy Hop Nation's The Heart almost whenever I see it. Yeah. Because it's always on tap and yeah. it's just slides down. Yeah, yeah. They're like their organic lager, um, Hawker's lager. Mm. Um, the Moondog lager is actually pretty good too. I've been, we've, we've had that in the office, and that's that's my go-to for Fridays. It's pretty good. We, I, I uh, do you know? I'll, I'll come back to it a bit more. But yeah, I've been having a bit of old mate recently, and old mate's good. That's so good. Yeah, so good. Just, just a classic. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, without like fucking scrolling through two months of untapped history. Also, I've just been lazy on actually listing things it's in there. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's more that like I, re- I this is just way too uh, specific. I rearranged all the apps on my phone so that I have fuck all actually on the home screen and untapped isn't actually on the screen. So I don't see it to remember to check it in. Yeah, that's right. So I'd have to like go and find it in the list of apps. In your it's, app drawer. It's just like a little bit more involved. And F that. And I'm just like, uh, it's it's fine. I'm just yeah. drinking a beer at home. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's fair enough. I think it was also one of those things that was probably a bit more fun during lockdowns than I can. Oh be- no, I like this is the I first time I've really sort of stepped back from using it. Yeah, definitely. But for me personally, I just stopped after lockdown. I was just like, hey, you know, I yeah, I can sit and have this beer with the person now. Yeah, so I, I nice. think what it is for me, like I was saying about you know doing more lagers and stuff recently. I've I've also been going back to beers I already know that I like and just like you know the huge value in that Kaiju though. Aftermath like one of mm. my favorite double IPAs I'll just go and buy some of those and have those and like because I've already checked that shit into Untapped and I know it yeah I just won't bother because it's like this is just uh, it's just I'm hanging out having a beer but if it's like a new beer and I want to remember it that's what it is more for me the utility is like 
I want to remember that I've had this and that I enjoyed it or not. I dig that. Um, so I just haven't been, haven't had a need to do that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Point. How about you? Well, um, so one of the things that I've been doing an awful lot recently is playing quite a lot of golf. Ah. Um, hence why I was drinking quite a lot of old mate because you, they had them at the pro shop and I took a few cans out on the course. That is a great way to sink a few beers. Yeah. Nice long walk. Yeah. Great. Um, while I remember it, because I will forget, a couple of days ago, Katie and I shared the brewery's chocolate strawberry stout. Ooh, oh, holy shit, that was good. You know the um, chocolate cream water quality streets chocolates? No. Uh, quality, stra- strawberry cream? Quality street generally, not a thing for me oh, at all. I feel very British now. I'm aware of it, and I know that it is British, but like I just never had them growing oh. up. Have you ever had strawberry cream chocolates anyway? I've had like strawberry and chocolate as a combination. Fair enough. Strawberry and cream as well. The, the, not that. The, uh, well, this this was delicious, and <laughs> okay. it was strawberry. It, it tasted like that quality treat for those yeah. of you that know it. But anyway, that was nice. Uh-huh. Um, I have had a couple of really good stouts recently, actually, because we were just trying to get through some of them. They're mm. in my fridge. And we have, a couple. we have had some shitty weather for our summer. Yeah. and I'd, There's I've, been some cracking weather in all fairness, but yes. it's been a couple of days of shite recently. But I've, I've found myself on a couple of evenings opening a stout yeah. because it's like 10% and they're just absolutely like... cracking. Just getting comfy with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and just sinking in and just mm. necking down a, a 10% stout That's at your end of the night. Yeah. Oof, absolutely it, well, Start and end. I would just work my way through one of those cans and just be like, it's time for bed. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> um, I had... Um, what did I have last night? Uh, there was one called uh, 24-Hour Mini Golf by Fixation. That was pretty nice. A good name. Yeah. I like that. Oat Cream Double IPA, which I felt like it was on brand while I was up to at the moment. Yeah. But then yesterday, I played down in Frankston. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we were like, oh, let's go for a pub lunch. And um, someone pointed out that Dainton was really nearby. Ah. So I went there, and they have their Major Tom New World IPA, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. And it's two and a half percent. And it is indistinguishable from the full strength W uh, West Coast. Okay. I had two pints of it because like that with lunch is like absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. I felt great afterwards. Like didn't feel like, "Mm, am I going to be okay to drive or anything? Mm. I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I can have this. Yeah. It's fantastic. I might just get a slab of it in because it's so drinkable. Yeah, I'm kind of at that point of like trying to find one of those sort of staple beers that's like low to mid range, and then just mm. like we go buy a case. Yeah, and just like have that. I did that. Uh, last one I did that with was the Garage Project beer, their lager. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just like you know bought a dozen of that. Um, so good. It's just good to have that as an option. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hot day. I've just been outside for a couple of hours because we've gotten back into running. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And, you know. What's healthier than a beer after a good well, run? It's, it's, it's more than, like, <laughs> you know, going running on a 30-degree day at, like, 10 a.m., um, get back, you know, shower, eat lunch, all that. And then, like, by the afternoon, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I have kind of worked up a thirst. You've earned this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's kind of nice just to be, like, you know, on, on the holiday break, just doing that because you can. Yeah. It's kind of nice. It does sound delightful. Yeah. Kind of just add as well. Uh, one thing I've just remembered. Do you want to guess how much a pint of this beer was? The this two point five percent one. Yeah, uh, for eleven dollars nine fifty. Fucking hell! That is a fucking bargain. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, you're getting it at the source. Even still, though, like when was the last time you went to a brewery and saw a beer for less than a tenner? Yeah, that's a good point. There's a, there's a pub near me in Kensington that I've been to a few times recently that we really like, and they have two or three taps that are always $9, one of which is Wolf of Willows XPA, and I think the other two tend to change. Yeah, right. But that's a great beer. Yeah. $9 pints. That's... It's so cheap. I Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how they're necessarily offering that, because that is... No, I do know how they're offering that. That's exactly that's <laughs> what it should cost. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's it's fantastic. Good little pub as well. Great. Good yeah. for them. Good for you. Good for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of good little beers that we've got well today. You did that very well. Thank you. This isn't my first. One of these. Rodeo. Yep. I don't know why I said it like that. Like it was some kind of sexual rodeo. Well, like it was a strenuous activity just thinking of a rodeo. There's a um, massive tangent. There's a uh, famous section of Dark Souls 1 and 2, uh, 3, excuse me, set in an area called Anolondo. Yep. And it's um, uh, a rodeo? There's the, 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 it's like a, a, an in-joke in the community that it, that it's an anagram of anal rodeo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you sometimes see characters called anal rodeo if you yeah, play online, okay. which is very funny. Okay. You know? um, that rodeo shit aside... We have with us today, uh, as our special guest star on today's episode... Why have you gone like BBC? <laughs> Hello, Fran. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> um, today's special guest on Hey Brew is uh, Hawker's Beer. <laughs> just, I'm just seeing if the, the beer has any words for us. That would have been a perfect time to open the can. Think or, about or, or you going, drink me. Uh, yeah, also good. Yeah. Please introduce. Uh, the, yeah, so guest. we've got uh, Hawker's experimental series single farm Citra dry hopped West Coast IPA for using hops from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Can I have some more keywords with my beer, please? You can because this beer is called Sheer Terroir. Terroir? What? Terroir? How am I supposed to say that? Terroir. That's I've never seen that word before. Is that a real word? Don't worry, Mike. We'll get into it. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, so, I'm not going to read any of the stuff on the back because that's your job. I'm just going to crack this can, I guess. Um, unless you don't want me to. They're from a sixth generation hop grower in Oregon called Coleman Agriculture Gervais. Okay. Um, to our, you know what? I'm not going to read that out loud because yeah. I will cover it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, I saw a lot of words there. I was like, that seems like maybe it'll spoil. Yeah, let's crack it what's open. What's going on? Um, so just for the record, Willamette Valley is well known for its hop region. Uh, that and the Yakima Valley in Washington are two really major hop growing regions, mm-hmm. much like part of parts of uh, Victoria and indeed North Island of New Zealand. South Island. Bollocks. North of the South Island. The north of the South Island of New Zealand. Thank you. That is so clean. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trying to... <laughs> it was just silence when we looked at each other. Yeah, like there was, a, there was a puzzle that I was trying to solve after having tasted that beer, which is it's got a lot of the big, punchy, hop, West Coast IPA flavors, but it doesn't have that kind of like sticky thick mouth feel stickiness is exactly what i was thinking the, the dankness is well the dankness is there in flavor but not in texture yeah like, that's like in the mouth it feels more like a lager something with a bit of a lighter body but it's got all that delicious delicious west coast flavor going on yeah 
and it just sort of sneaks onto your tongue, has a massive party, and then's like, all right, I'm out. See you later. But actually, no, there's, there's still aftertaste without it being yeah, yeah, that yeah. like. I, d- I don't feel like my tongue is getting coated with it. It's almost like the the malts in it are dry, mm-hmm. like lager level dryness. I wonder what the yeast they've used is. I mean, I don't uh, know do enough they, about yeast. I don't, yeah, I also don't know if they list specifics like that. Well, they list what hops they've got in here. Well, yeah. And they often list the kind of malts, but yeast, unless it's a specifically yeasty thing, they tend not to bother. Mm. But this is this is really tasty. Damn. Yeah, that is... Uh, Look for notes of grass, melon, and berries. Melon, I can absolutely get. Honeydew. Yeah, a little bit. I mean... Can I recommend burping ever so slightly? Because you'll get it then, which is horrible. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that until later. Until it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to force it, because then who knows what I'll bring you up. You just throw up all over the floor. I'm <laughs> getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. grass is obvious with any kind of West Coast IPA. It's mm. like kind of what it's known for is pine and cut cut grass. Yeah. But I'm really getting that that what, that melon mm. flavor. That's that's very good. That's Hawk, really nice. Hawkers are they, very good generally. I, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of like this experimental. No, I didn't know it was something they stuff. did. Everything I've had by Hawkers, that I've been impressed by. Mm. The one thing that I was never like hugely blown away by is the Henty Street, the Rover stuff they do. Uh, yeah, see that that to me is like, like we were talking about before with like just easy, incredibly to, drinkable. Easy, yeah, very drinkable stuff. Like it's. We, we would get that, like, in the office if we've run out of beer, that's what we would just go down to the bottle store and grab is, like, a, a, a case Six of that around, or something. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think they're absolutely just, fine, yeah. but there's just, I feel like there's just something missing in it, and I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's... Yeah, but if you want a beer that... You don't need every beer to be a showstopper. No, absolutely not. I don't think it needs to be something as exciting as this, but I just mm. I just feel with the Hench Street, there's, like... Maybe I need to give it another look, because I think maybe in my head I was like, oh, it's Hawkers. yeah. Yeah, if you just got uh, the wrong expectations, just change the angle, change the perspective on it. But well, they've got two of those now. There's the Rover, and there's another one in a green can. I can't remember what that one is. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can um, picture that it. Might be like a draft. Yeah, maybe I can picture it, but I don't know what it is. No, what well, what I'm picturing is a very basic green can. I guess we will have to just go have some beers sometime. Yeah, we should just go to Hawkers. I don't think I've ever been. I've not Do been. Do they have a it's, tap room or something? Yeah, it's not like Preston Way. I think I well, don't know if they have a tap room. Reservoir. Reservoir, there we go. I think they do have a tap room. I think it's fairly mm. recent. Okay, we should have a look. Because mm. I like what they do. I like their vibe. Yeah, they seem like good guys. They really do. Um, and that's nice of them. I'm trying to think of like what else I can say about the beer, except it's going down remarkably easy for what normally for me is like a beer that will take me a bit of chewing to get through. Chewing is the word in, I was in, thinking In terms too. of like, you know, as far as styles go... Like a big punchy IPA like that. It's you, are you, I'm usually drinking something like that because I've got time to think about it and go like, oh, I'm thinking about the flavors. This is a bit of an experience, and like this is, but it's just so easy to drink because of that texture and the yeah that lighter feel to it. I think for those that aren't currently drinking this, I want you to try and imagine some of the big, big piney IPAs you've had, and that there's almost that like honeyed mouth feel where you've got it. it kind of feels like it sticks to the roof of your mouth and your tongue. Mm. This isn't doing that. It's really refreshing. And at 6.5%, yeah. that's concerning because you could nail this. Yeah. I mean, I think... I'm going to buy more of this because this is really good. I think the further I get into even just this one can, like, it's going to get to that point of, like, 
saturation of like it's it is intense flavor wise and that's kind of where i start to drop off that's fair enough is like oh this is this is a lot it's it's complex it's a lot of work to drink it even with this lighter feel so like yeah maybe one pint is all i would have of something like this in a single go my concern is that i could sit and probably drink four or five pints of this I think. yeah <laughs> um do you know i think i think i might go home drop the car and go out for a couple of pints i mean great great decisions on a good weather for sunny it. old sunday like this yeah all right well thanks for listening to hey Brew, everybody i'm well, gonna go do that <laughs> see you later all right I think I think that is as good a time as any to get into it. All right. Would you like to have another crack at pronouncing the name of the beer, Mike? Uh, Cher Terroir. Terroir. <laughs> Terlet is <laughs> uh, terrier. Uh, so terroir is a French term. You don't say. <laughs> Spelt like that. Uh, referring to the way environmental factors affect a crop's phenotype. So essentially, the observable characteristics due to interactions with its environment. Yes. I remember high school science. Yes. <laughs> so in the world of wine... Ooh, that's a bit louder than this. In the world of wine. Uh, clippy, clippy. So in the world of wine, this pretty much means a way of saying how did the locale, the soil, the weather, etc. change the way the grapes grew and thus the way the wine tastes. And that's just one word for that. Yes. Right. Okay. So... This is something we're definitely seeing more and more with beer. And the point of this beer is that it comes from a single hop growing hop yard, vineyard. I don't know what the fucking word would be for hop that. Farm. farm. So much so that it says yes. on here, Willamette Valley in central Oregon is sandwiched between the Cascade Mountains to the east and the Oregon Coast Range to the west. Okay. Thus describing some of the geography of the local oh, area. Oh, sure. Right. I thought you were going to read the rest of that out. So did I, then it tells you a bit of what he said. Uh-huh. Um, so basically, we're seeing a bit more of it with beer. As I say, hop harvests are probably the most prominent thing that we mm. see when it comes to this, but we probably will see it more because we've seen... So 10 years ago, you looked at beer in craft beer scene, especially in America, and hops were the main focus. Yeah. It's just a bird outside. Oh, I thought it was a cricket in here. I was no. really confused. It was really... Anyway, I don't even know if that came through on the microphones. We might have just must heard have done it through the headphones. headphones. Oh yeah, maybe. Anyway, but as malts and yeast become more of a focus in mm-hmm. craft beer, I think we're going to see more malts being viewed in the same way. Mm-hmm. Currently, malts are a bit more of a, for want of a better word, industrial scale thing, which hops definitely are too. Yeah. But then you have companies like Bintani who sponsor some of the big craft beer things that are like. We make the malts you want for craft beer. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised to see more multi beers start to have appreciable terroir in their malt bill. Mm, very good. That's now a word you're going to talk to every brewer with. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, you're going to be obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, could you describe the terroir of this beer for me? They're going to be like, what the fuck are you saying? Uh, yeah, can you? Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a great picture of uh, Ray Fiennes from the new movie, The Menu, where mm-hmm. he just looks horrified and exasperated. And it just says, caption says, uh, <laughs> meet a head brewer. There's a home brewer at the bar that wants to talk to you. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like any time I've gone to like some sort of, you know, we go to beer festivals and things, but like specifically beer and brewing focused events. Mm. There's all... We go to a couple. The thing I can probably most closely uh, relate it to is 
when you and I went to university, it was not long after we'd finished high school, right? Correct. The mature age student that has like had a bit of life and then gone to university and the amount of times they pipe up with questions based on their life experience. What's annoying is that as I've got older, I know that that would be me. Yeah, of course. Because you'd be like, you're trying to signal to the professor you're not full of shit. And you also want to Ask use the knowledge that you yeah. have in life to try and make it understandable well, for it's, you. It's also like you've gained the maturity to know that this is a valuable experience and you should make the most of it, so you should ask the question. Yes. Um, Homebrewers talking to actual professional, you know, commercial brewers, um, that reminds me of that a lot. It's like, I want to show you that, that I'm I not know an what idiot. I'm saying, yeah. but also... I want to like try and ingratiate myself with you a little bit. This is me with car mechanics when I say things and they're like, no. And I'm yeah. like, no, clearly I don't know enough. Yeah. The thing is I, I've, I've got, I guess, what I would uh, loosely describe as a bit of a car guy's car, but I know fuck all about how they work. <laughs> yeah. No actual working knowledge of no. mechanics. Yeah, no. So I said something to a guy about my transmission once and I was like, he's like, oh, it might need reprogramming because as they grind down, the more you yeah. use the spacing becomes different. I was like, oh, yeah. so it's just like a couple of, like, you know, three to five mil difference. He's like, uh, like a half mil. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, dickhead. Three to five mil, you might need a new fucking transmission altogether, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have just said, probably not quite that much. Yes, anyway. But no, he was a jerk about it. But he was a jerk anyway, so fuck yes. that guy. Anyway, um, where the fuck was I? So, I yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna see probably more talk about terroir malts. I think it's harder in yeast because yeast is mostly lab-grown for kind of obvious reasons. Though mm. we do see wild yeasts being involved in more beer stuff, especially with yeah. the in, the, the influx of Kvik-based beers. I think it's pronounced Kvik-based uh, beers a few years ago. Do you My need a word. tissue? Um, <laughs> Kvik sounds like something you would spit into a tissue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when... So, related to that, I guess, when... People are doing beers that have like still live bacteria in them. That's produced by the yeast, isn't it? So live bacteria shouldn't be in beers. It shouldn't be bacteria. Oh, so maybe it's like still active yeast. It's active like, yeast you know what culture. I mean? Yeah. So if you've got a beer with a live yeast culture in there, that's what makes it real ale. Mm. Yeah. I'm fun. Yeah. Uh, not fun, fun, but like to laugh at. Um, yeah, so so basically, like live yeast is still a thing in a lot of beers. Yeah, but that's what that's the the barrier twenty four real ale in the UK. Right, interestingly right, enough. Right, right. Um, ow, I just crushed one of my own testes. There we go, <laughs> smashing. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Fuck you. Yeah, it's my own fault. Yeah. Um, so this is all very exciting stuff. If you're a boring fuck like me, um, <laughs> you legitimately almost got a spectate. God damn it! So close. <laughs> I wish I'd been making eye contact during because I think I would have I wasn't it. looking at you. Yeah, I was looking at my notes <laughs> in which I even wrote, I'm a boring fuck. So that's, <laughs> you know. The um, way I'd be drilling tunnels. <laughs> good. Um, it's it, the one thing that that dickhead has ever done, which I think is quite funny. Is the boring company? Calling his company the boring company is yeah. very funny. Yeah. The flamethrower thing is also quite funny, but also like it's placed into his big ass man child thing. There so. was no need for that. Anyway, no. let's not do this because I will yell for two hours about that fuckwit. <laughs> like we haven't named him. Anyway, uh, so this is all very exciting stuff, as I say, if you're a boring fuck like me. However,. I think it's probably more interesting for normal people for me to talk about something else. So instead, given the name Sheer Terroir being a pun on Sheer Terror. Oh, is this all a misdirect? No, but yeah. What are we doing? I want to talk about fear, Oh, Michael. Uh-huh. I'd like to talk about fear. Um, I don't and know what... loathing? 
Actually, I'm going to be talking mostly about Las Vegas. Incredible. Not actually. Aww. So, good movie. Uh, so, before I get into the main thing, which is a departure from that too, I'd be keen to know, Mike. How, hang on. How mate, many tangents just, have you loaded listen, in here? Listen, it turns out writing about some things is quite hard without being quite dull. So, okay. I've gone weird with it. Okay. You've listened to the podcast. Hey, man. It's your party. You set up the chairs how you like. <laughs> I like that. Uh, are we stealing that? But Mike, I'd like to know, what do you fear? Do you have any major fears or phobias? Uh, if I think about like phobias in the in the sense of like clinical phobia diagnoses, no. So that's really interesting because I was considering getting into that kind of thing. I yeah. talk a little bit about classifications, but I, I yeah. thought about getting into that side of things. And I thought potentially yeah. a bit there's, dry. There's, def- there's definitely things I am afraid of. Okay, like. Living in Australia, things like spiders and snakes. Oh, I thought that was the end of the sentence. No, no, no. Like living in Australia. No. <laughs> um, but a lot of that is based on like, you know, relative risk, yes. risk, risk of harm. And that's like just natural kind of survival instincts of like, yes. I know that this thing is tiny and easy to miss and can kill me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that um, yep. on, you know, most, I would say most, more than half of... Sunday nights, I will get ex- existential angst in some way. That's a fear of capitalism, old boy. Yeah, yeah, but like the Sunday scaries of just like, I'm lying in bed, I'm trying to sleep, and I'm thinking about how pointless all of this fucking is. That's a real fear. Jeez, man. Yeah. You get hangovers much for Saturdays, Sundays? No. Oh, I tend to find that my hangovers are a, a twin with existential dread. Yeah. Usually that I'm drinking too much and may kill myself. Yeah, no, it's more just like... You know, the little bit of dread of like, I've got to go back into the capitalist cycle the next morning. And oh boy, why? Anyway, you starting, asked about what I, I'm I sometimes of. think, man, that you'd be happier starting like a, a commune or doing a business of something that you love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Believe me, I'm having those thoughts too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a hard door to open. Yeah. There's some hurdles involved. There's some things I would have to figure out first. But anyway, Anywho, that you got, asked what uh, I was afraid of. What did you expect? Yeah, sweet. So uh, I was going to say I've got a few normal ones. Like I'm not, <laughs> not, not a big fan of spiders. Like <laughs> normal ones. Well, I, I think I think stuff you described as fairly normal ones, but I've got a weird one. So like okay. I'm, I'm not a big fan of spiders. I, d- yeah. I, I don't think that's unusual. I don't like, think I have to explain that. Like beyond the amount most people are? Um, no, I'd say I'm probably grossed out the normal amount okay. by spiders. Okay. Um, I don't like heights. Yep. I get I get pretty angsty around heights, but I don't mind like flying and shit like that. That's that doesn't Yeah, I, th- I think for me heights have a have a threshold. Like I've done a bungee. A ceiling, if you will. Well, I've done a bungee jump. I probably would do skydiving, but I f- <laughs> You pronounced that I, know, really. I don't know why I did that. Um <laughs> I don't know, a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a Kit Kat. Um but, but there's certain scenarios like if I'm say up a skyscraper and you can get right up on a balcony right up to the edge especially if it's if I realize if I clock that it's possible to throw myself off it it's always real, possible no but like if they if they haven't like put glass yeah, or something yeah. up to stop people doing that like that real call of the void type shit mm-hmm. that gets me how do you do with glass floors uh that one I feel okay with I do not like those they yeah. they play with my brain so there's before I get into the weird one I have um one of the problems I have with my height thing is that my brain appears to not be as uh, self-preservative as the rest of me. Mm. So Intrusive thoughts, maybe? We, well, it's not so much that. It's subconscious intrusiveness. Oh. 
you remember so for context if you do not work, know this by now mike and i used to work together mm-hmm. do you remember in m1 okay yeah testing my knowledge of where yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to work yeah but it's, this is beginning more of a like you go up the yeah. stairs and then at the top of the stairs instead of like a railing they had like a glass wall at the top yeah, of the yeah, stairs yeah. running around yeah if i'm stood near something like that mm. and it, not necessarily m1 but it happens a lot in m1 it used to if I, so if i'm basically stood near like a step or like a, a you know a big pit with a glass wall the ledge avoid a drop yes yeah. um whichever of my legs is nearest will just collapse really not enough for the fact that it pushes me into it, but like my ankle and my knee will just buckle. Yeah. Like to the point of like, I have to catch myself and be like, oh. Yeah. So I don't know if that's my body just being like, go on. Yeah. You've got some kind of subconscious response happening there. Yes. But that, I think that what it could be something phobic. I think it possibly is, but it's the opposite. It's wanting me to get in there. But I think what yeah. it is, is possibly peripheral vertigo. Okay. Because at the side of me, it's just this big drop. Yeah. And then my body's just like, I don't know where I yeah, am. I'm getting dizzy like out of it. So that could be it. But that one's always quite scary because yeah. I think at some point, there's not going to be a wall. Yeah. Or I'm going to go through whatever the thin glass fence is. Yeah, exactly. Orcs. Um, anyway. Uh, but my really weird phobia that I that is the one that affects me most on a daily basis is the one that makes me most uncomfortable and it's super odd, is stickers. Okay, I'm going to need you to elaborate because I have stickers around this room right now. Doesn't bother me too much. But if they're near me, on me, good God. Like this this sheet of stickers right here. They, I didn't know were stickers. Yeah. Uh, They're okay because they're over there and they're on the sheet. Okay. If they were stuck on stuff, like... Very unpleasant. I can feel it already. Really? Um, someone put one on me the other look, day and I had to have around. a very quiet word with them in the pub to get rid of it or I'd kill them. So like this notebook that I have stickers on the front of. So here's an interesting weird element to it. Plasticky ones. Not an issue. So like these ones that are kind of reflective, they're okay? So that that looks more like plastic than paper almost. Yeah, okay. okay. Doesn't bother me. And even that, like, printing label on there, yeah. not really an issue. That's a sticker. But, like, uh, stickers on fruit, that upsets me. Okay. Um, and then just, like, paper labels and shit, yeah. like, sticky labels. Right. So, so you really get, like, a, an autonomous physical response Yeah, I really don't like it. Yeah. But on top of that, a lot of clothing labels I cut out because I don't like them either. Oh, like the tags on the back of a t-shirt. Yeah. Just the feeling of that against I, the skin. When I see people's hanging out, it's just like, I want to tuck it in because I don't want to look at uh, it, but I don't want to get anywhere near the, it. The one that I find annoys me, like not anywhere that kind of response, but just, you know, you've got the classic t-shirt tag is like back of the neck. Yeah. The one that makes me feel weird is like, why did you choose to do this is the seam that runs along your shoulder. Oh, Sometimes they'll put them there. on the inside of that or the one that like the seam that runs down the side of the torso, the yeah. one on the side there. Sometimes those are huge. Yeah, too. I never quite understand why they're like, ah, loads of them. Yeah. 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 That, that, that shit makes me really uncomfortable. Right. Um, I had no idea. Yeah, no. It's We've funny. been friends for a number of years. Well, the thing is it doesn't come up very often because no, it it's also the kind of thing that Although, like, you go to not, enough tech conferences, they're happy to hand out stickers. You must fucking hate that. I don't take them. <laughs> yeah. Are they're lot, just, like, fucking dude, throwing them in your face. how many things where they're like, oh, we should have name, like, name badges, stickers, mm, mm. and I just take my own name badge from the office, and I'm like, oh, I'm not touching those. Yeah. Like, all this week at work. Yeah. It's been very uncomfortable for me. But, um, yeah, so, like, the reason it doesn't come up is, one, because it's weird, and two... I mean, it's easy to avoid, I guess. 
you would think so. It actually yeah. comes up a lot more than you'd yeah. think. But the other thing is, once people know, A, they start to ask questions about it and be like, oh, so does this bother you? It's like, well, why don't you not do that? Yeah. Or people are jerks. Yeah. So it's easy not to tell them. Right. Well, I apologize for then doing the thing you just said. No, no, no. It's not so much that. It's it's more... Shoving it in the face to yeah, see what you pe- do. Pe- because then people will test it forever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, if it was... Imagine if I was scared of snakes, people wouldn't be like, oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, that bothers me. Yeah, it's a snake. That'll yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's weirdly specific. Yeah. But, um. yes, it is definitely one of those things that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, right. I get Katie to take things like for me and she's like, can you deal with this? Right. Uh, yeah, poor girl. Uh, she has a quite a, a, a mad fear that I will not leave recorded, but I will tell you quickly. So if we can hit the beeps quickly. So. That was just for me. We went we went weird for a minute there. So according to surveys, some of the most common fears or phobias include demons slash ghosts. I don't uh-huh. think that's cultural. I don't think demons so much in the West, but, you know, maybe in Eastern cultures more yeah. than ghosts. Um, Evil spirits of... Yes. All varieties. Yep. The existence of evil powers, so see above. Cockroaches, spiders, snakes, heights, water, enclosed spaces, tunnels, bridges, needles, social rejection, failure, exams, and public speaking. I think all of those incredibly understandable. Mm. A lot, if not all of them, are probably evolutionary. I yeah. think that's fairly standard and easy to say. But phobos... Um... <laughs> Phobias can be split into three types. Ah. So you've got specific, so animals, nature, environments, injury, etc. Mm-hmm. Social, uh, so social anxiety disorders, public speaking, rejection, etc. Yeah. And agoraphobias, so situation, uh, inability to escape, perceived difficulty, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know what, actually, in terms of like my response, physical response, mental response, the thing that I think is closest to that for me because of my issues with hearing mm. it's just loud environments oh yeah and it, it probably it's, fuck you sensorily well, yeah like it I, I find it obviously i've only got one working ear so it means that like all noise goes into the one ear and is very overloading mm. in terms of like my processing capability so seeing it's, live music must be a real fucking heads and tails thing that's for you. okay because i'm trying to see the live music okay the issue for me is like if we go to a bar or a restaurant and it's like a lot a really high background noise level i then can't filter that out to focus on what you're saying because i yeah. don't have stereo hearing which is what allows you to do that because huh. what your brain is doing is the the slight delay between a sound hitting both of your ears your brain uses to triangulate where it's coming from and then if i'm trying to focus on you it's going to ignore that yeah wild yeah i can't do that everything goes into one yeah of course um so what i get is just like very quickly building anxiety levels it's not like a fear or a phobia but i will consciously choose to avoid those sort of situations well it's sensory overload so yeah. yeah i don't blame you yeah but that's that's probably like the closest thing i think in terms of the my my body's response to it yeah that's fair enough yeah that makes sense hmm. yeah i hadn't considered that yeah ears and brains are weird but i've learned a lot the about whole them meat suit is to. weird man yeah. yeah we're just skeletons floating in a in a fucking meat mech yeah Mm. delicious salty mm. brain um so generally the treatment for specific phobias leans towards exposure therapy which is something that people have said to me before um and i'm just like why would i want to get over it like that doesn't sound like it's it's not a lot of my phobias don't impact my life in a way that well, i'm like that, i must get over this. that that's why you would yeah yeah um 
drugs don't really offer permanent respite. Mm. Um, social or agoraphobic um, phobias can use drugs such as antidepressants. But I mean, you can understand the reasons why they would work in those situations, but not for specific phobias. Yeah, I think like beta blockers might help with some of those yeah. phobias, but not all. No, that's it. But I mean, for social anxiety stuff, giving people things which reduce their anxiety levels is a good way to do it. Mm. Um, for things like snakes make me uncomfortable. Here, take these drugs. Yeah. Doesn't really do it. Um, though today, I actually want to talk more about some of the... I'm going to talk about phobias. I'm talk, talking about some of the fun cases of public fear, and I use fun lightly, <laughs> and mass hysteria and right. whatnot throughout history. So I'm going to try and get a lot of these related to fears, but there's some absolute bangers out there. So I've just chosen a handful um, because I kind of want to have a crack at some of these in later podcasts because some of them are fascinating. I like to do a whole yeah. gap on them, yeah. Um, and we actually covered one in a previous episode. All right. I'm going to say episode 63. That's just the number I picked. When we did the satanic panic and satanic ritual abuse. Oh, yeah. I really want to know if that's episode 63 now. I'm not going to look up what it is, but I want to know what episode 63 is. Yeah. Let's. What, I mean, I'm not at all hopeful, but episode 63 was. If you get this right. Oh, fucking. It'd be unbelievable. <laughs> No. I thought you had it. <laughs> That's why you did that sharp inhale. Oh, it was episode 64. Oh, my goodness. So I close. Think... No, it wasn't. Uh, never mind. Okay. Uh, episode 63 was finish him about finish, about Nordic gods. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Fun name. Yeah, um, we're like now just reminiscing about our own material. Uh, class. Good, good old us. <laughs> it's an in-joke within an in-joke. Yeah. It's literally Inception. I can't make a better port- portmanteau than that. Yeah, no. That's that's what that is. It's just going deeper and deeper until... I, I don't know. Can you get back to your story? Yep. Um, <laughs> so I want to start out with uh, one, because it's pretty fucking on the nose, called The Great Fear. Um, oh, so okay. This was uh, essentially at the start of the French Revolution... There had been mass grain shortages throughout France uh-huh. that was leading to civil and rural unrest. Yeah. So rumors started flying around that actually there was no grain shortage. And instead, uh, aristocrats were responsible for what they call a famine plot, which was that they uh-huh. were going around and paying mercenaries and, and foreigners to go around destroying, burning, and and uh, uh, spoiling grain harvests mm. to starve out the rural population. Okay. There's, to my... There's some layers there, yep. Yeah, to my small amount of research, there was no evidence to this, but people already didn't like aristocrats in France. Yeah, they've got a pretty long history of not being fans of people in positions of power. Yeah, Um I mean, this is the beginning of that history because it's the beginning of the French Revolution. Well, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are two good reasons not to like French aristocrats, though, in all fairness. They are? They're aristocrats. And they're French. Good man. They spot the Brit in the room. Or Any chance to bag the French out. Fucking right. <laughs> Shouldn't be French, should they? Um, so, fearful persons, it would have been better if the Wehrmacht... No, that's fucked. Um... <laughs> So fearful peasants armed themselves and attacked manor houses. 
And this is genuinely one of the kickoff moments of the French Revolution. Great. All because people were suddenly scared that the aristocrats were coming for their grain, which it turned out they weren't, but in a way, they were. They might have been. Well, they were because they were aristocrats, right. and that's exactly how they were getting rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, what's funny about this is quite a lot of wealthy landowners and stuff joined the uh, peasants in this revolt because they were like, yeah, this feudal system sucks for us too. Right. Um, cool. So minor feudal lords and stuff were getting involved in being like, yeah, fuck those guys. We want to make more money, yeah. actually. It's like, uh, I can't even think of a better analogy than what it already is. Yeah. Yeah. So, cray cray. I regret it. Yep. Uh, moving on. That's the French term, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's crepe crepe. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it a lot. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Please continue. You just had one. Yeah, no, that was a big wee. <laughs> Good. Halfway through this beer, it's starting to kick my ass. So, 1749, Wurzburg, Germany. Is that a man who turns into a berg? Under <laughs> <laughs> uh, the light of the full moon, he becomes a hamlet. <laughs> becomes a small village. A conurbation. Oh, no. He's got Lyconobation three. Pre, th- lycanthropy. Never mind. Um, so uh, a nunnery in the region of Wurzburg, which is definitely not pronounced by that. It's probably like Wurzburg or something. Yeah. Um, something German. Um, oh, it's not Welsh. Um a nunnery in the region suffered from an epidemic of screaming, squirming, screaming, squirming, and trances amongst the nuns. Just in there, just DJ going hard. Yeah, that was it. Fred again was. Uh, was, was no, this, this was, was Fred. Set. This was the original. Original Fred. Fred? Just Fred. Pre Fred Fred. Because <laughs> it was the 1700s. Please, it was uh, also Germany. It would be Frederick. <laughs> Please, Frederick is my father. <laughs> you can call me Fred. Um. So yeah, so this is this is this is uh, a bit of a theme with like mass panics and hysteria is that one or two people start and then it spreads rapidly in confined spaces. Yeah. Um, so this nunnery, as you say, epidemic, screaming, squirming. Squirming is really funny to me. Yeah. I can imagine them being like, "No, get off." Why am Why are you doing this? I don't need to ask that question. I'm just going to also writhe on the floor. Yeah. Squirm, 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 um, and trances amongst the nuns. Others began fainting and foaming at the mouth. So mm. it started to get quite serious. The area had been home to a series of witch trials about 120 years previously. And surprise, surprise, this particular incident resulted in the beheading of a random woman accused of witchcraft. Did she weigh as much as a duck? Uh, less than. Okay. So she probably was a yeah. witch. Yeah. Um, so actually, nunneries are often the site of mass hysteria. Uh, I mean, it... The, Maybe, just maybe, the idea of a oppressive, restrictive, isolated living conditions could have a deleterious effect on one's mental health. But who could say? Slim chance that. If only we had an expert in the room on being oppressed. Yeah. Two white men not going to do it. No. Um, so it's just going to be us yeah. guessing. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go for an expert on psychology, but I don't think either of us can go with that realistically. No, I, it's been I, a year or I two. I have a bachelor's degree, and that's not enough yeah, to work in the field. I also scraped a bachelor's degree. Hey, I did all right. No, but I scraped one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my favorite of all of these kind of experiences would have to be the 1491 meowing plague in France. Ah, my favorite plague. Uh, so it started with one nun, and before long, the whole convent, 
Convent. Yep. Convent. Yes. Was overcome with a meowing plague. The nuns were just meowing. Yeah. <laughs> you say plague, I think. Transmissible disease, not... Hey. Oh, you're making a noise? I'm going to make a noise. Is that not transmission? I mean, yes, but it's not a disease. I like to think of this podcast as a transmissible disease. I'm it's cert- got a low hit rate. I'm cert- we are transmitting it out I'm there, and it's not t- good for people. I'm certainly taking damage. Psychic <laughs> and otherwise. Yes. So the interesting thing was, this one was actually cured by local villagers. They brought in some catnip. No, so they were so disturbed by this that they stationed a platoon of soldiers outside who told the nuns that if they kept meowing, they would beat them with rods. Ah, <laughs> bless the rods. And and it worked. Yeah. I don't know how. Some kind of magic remedy. In Threat. rod, we trust. Threats of violence. <laughs> what are you afraid of? Be afraid of this rod. I can't stop meowing. I'm going to hit you with this stick if you don't stop meowing. Fair cop. Oh, look, it's good. I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> I seem to have be better, Doctor. I mean, if no one around you is doing that thing, you would probably not have a reason to continue doing it because that's how it started in the first place, right? I think the rods are still the cure here. The, the rod is good. A good rodding. <laughs> that's a pattern. Anyway, um, <clears throat> not what I was thinking. Anyway, Hammersmith ghost hauntings. Excuse me? In 1803, a number of people in Hammersmith, London... Claimed to have seen and even been attacked by a ghost in the area. Yep. Um, they, I mean, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Continue. Yep. <laughs> um, this fear and reports spread and turned into a bit of a mass panic in the local area. It was believed to be a suicide victim that had been buried in consecrated ground, which meant that their soul could never be at rest. Mm. Uh, a lot of incidents occurred where people were said to have seen or been attacked by the ghost two women were said to have died of shock after being seized by the ghost don't really know what to do with that one and a brewer's servant said that it being had been assaulted by the spirit late one night as it grabbed him by the throat i can't imagine in what way a brewer's servant uh faculties may have been impaired to make him think that he might have been grabbed by a ghost overnight i just you said the phrase late one night and all I could think of was fucking Monster Mash. I was working in the lab late one night. I'm just now thinking of fucking to the Monster Mash. So <laughs> thanks for that. That's, that's a strong choice. I don't, to be honest with you, mate, it's better than that Hudson Mohawk song. Seabat. A good friend of mine has the ringtone on his phone for his partner set to that. <laughs> that is phenomenal and no one else I like Hudson Mohawk that's actually a tune in all fairness <laughs> have you ever heard Higher Ground by Hudson Mohawk no it's fucking all I've awesome. heard all I've heard is Seabat like everyone else <laughs> we can't we can't we can't afford the license the, ro- <laughs> the royalties <laughs> yeah you're right um so yeah, uh, that 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 drunk ass brewer's assistant who definitely wasn't drunk was drunk <laughs> and said that the ghost assaulted him Definitely not drunk. Worked as a brewer's assistant. In a time when people didn't drink water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People started to get so scared and so panicked that they formed militia groups with a view to taking down the Phantom. Okay, what were their weapons of choice? Uh, This was um, 1803. 
Yeah. So if you would like to go on the website guntimeline.com, which comes up on another podcast that I real listen to thing? regularly. <laughs> yes, it really is. By age 23, serious armaments are a thing. Yeah, you'd have muskets and stuff at least by then, right? I will come or to it. Rifles. So uh, reports stated that the ghost was tall, dressed in all white. Very original. Mm. And some folks said that it had horns or glass eyes. Now, I don't really know what to go with the glass Those eyes. Those are bit. both strong choices. But a glass eye looks like a normal eye. Yeah. That's the point. Well, I mean, in the 1800s, maybe not. No, they were pretty good back then, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've not seen one. They just look like a the lens bit of an eye. Because they're meant to just go in the eye socket. Yeah, all I know is my uncle has a glass eye, and I couldn't tell until he told me. So what I was always annoyed about by glass eyes is it's not an eyeball... It's obviously just the front bit. Right. Because you just pop it in. in. It's not like... Yeah. I was always annoyed by that. I mean, that that would be kind of hard to wedge in there, I'm assuming. Yeah, there's a lot of bone in the way. Yeah. Yeah. And also, they're getting it back. Anyway. um, Anyway, do you know who... So, as I say, dressed in all white. Do you know who else wears all white? The KKK. A ton of professions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thomas Millwood was a bricklayer. (laughs) who, after 11 p.m. one night, was leaving his sister's house in his entirely white bricklayer's uniform. Like, overalls? Yeah, basically. All, why would you go all white? I don't know, man. I'm not an 18th century, 17th, 19th century bricklayer. It wasn't my decision. Maybe. I don't know. So apparently bricklayers wore white back then, and they, they were, like, immaculately clean as well. That's just... I mean, it, you get dirty doing High that vis, job, though. right? Yeah. Especially in the Victorian era. Everyone was grim and grey. I wonder if it's a case of like the material the clothing was made out of was white and like why would you bother colouring it? Linen. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of a yellowy white as a standard. (laughs) Linen like a fucking... No, it was linen. I wasn't joking. I'm imagining how people wear like linen pants now. I was wearing yesterday. Don Lothario kind of situation. I think very Byron Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So so Thomas Millwood... (laughs) Is that the name of their child? Yes. Good. They um, live in Byron Bay. What do you expect? Yeah. Um, very Australian joke for you all. Um, so just P- after... <laughs> Patchouli, the Byron Bay bricklayer. <laughs> <laughs> the only bricks they're laying is bricks of coke. Um, anyway, so Millwood's leaving his sister's house in his all-white uniform at 11 p.m. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, he met excise officer Francis Smith, mm. who, in fear, promptly shot him in the fucking face with a shotgun. Huh. That's, I mean, that's one hell of a fear response. So just to quickly add that he was, this was 11 p.m. Yeah. In the notes that I read, a doctor attended to him at 6 p.m. the next day. I mean, he'd still be dead. Yeah. I mean, he was declared dead by that doctor. I don't know if it was just like, listen, there's no point getting him out of bed now. Yeah. But yeah. Shotgun to the face. Call me in the morning. Yeah. So, hooray. (laughs) Hooray. Um. Interestingly, this situation actually ended up being a super important uh, moment in UK law due to the subsequent trial of Smith, who I think was originally condemned to, to death for murder, right. and then it got commuted to a year's hard labor. Um, yeah, those those two things are equivalent. Well, I don't know what the legal stuff was, because I thought that was quite boring, so I decided to skip that for this, for <laughs> yeah, this episode. Look, fair. I wanted to touch on the fact that it happened, not go into it. Mm. This isn't, hey, barrister. Thank you. Yeah. I, thank you. I was really, I was like, shit, I've, I've started, I must finish, and I have no idea where this is going to go. Hey, Barrister, the common response to objection. Hey, Barrister, settle down. Hey, hey Barrister, overruled. 
Hey, Barrister. W-Y-D. What? What you doing? It's the, oh. the booty call. Oh, got it. Got it. Welcome to Judge Byron Bay. <laughs> B-A-E. <laughs> Good. Um, I got a, I got a, I got a couple more of these. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll be a quick fire. The Monkey Man of New Delhi. Uh, Monkey yep. Man of New Delhi was a 2001 phenomenon with a pretty fucking spoiler laden name. Um, <laughs> Is it in Delhi? Ah, uh, New Delhi. Damn it. Um, so reports began to circulate around New Delhi that a creature was rocking up to people's houses at night and attacking them. A lot of people used to sleep on terraces in their houses. Was he throwing his poop at them? No, no, no. It's actually... Before you make that joke. No, I wasn't I wasn't going to get on the poop route. No? This shit-throwing monster... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, people used to sleep on terraces. Flinging dickhead. So they were kind of like sleeping in the open air. Uh-huh. Um, eyewitness descriptions were all a bit... That's the second time you've done that. Man, it's been a while since we've podcasted. Um, <laughs> and I've forgotten how to talk. Um, uh, so eyewitness descriptions were a bit all over the place uh-huh. but most of them describe a four foot tall creature covered in thick black hair and in some cases wears a denim jacket and a motorbike helmet excuse me is this the teen wolf please review the police <laughs> sketches here I would love to see this what in the fuck is this this no, this is something out of a Dr. Seuss book. Do you remember what year I said this was? No, not at all. What year looking at these do you think this was? I want to say something racist. <laughs> Don't do that out of context. Do you know what, Mike? I want to hear what that racist type <laughs> number is because then I will give you an answer. I don't know, early 1900s. Why is that racist? I don't know, just those pictures look old. Yeah, everything's racist. 2001. Fucking hell. That's why I That's thought you were going to go. Said. That's why I thought you were going to go like, you it's going to be racist to say something really recent. say 2001. Because I understand where Mike's coming from here because these pictures look fucking mental and super old. Yeah. That's why I thought you were going to go quite like, recent. They look like some old timey cartoons from the time that like gollywogs were a popular they really, culture really, feature. really, really they do. they kind of look like depictions of gollywogs. It really looked like quite offensive yeah. racial sketches. I really hope that you don't clip out the phrase, I want to say something racist. <laughs> I, look, as the person who edits... You're, you're editing this. As the person who edits the show, I will not. But I also might... Add that to your soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good call. I haven't updated that in a minute. But I also might just might just send it to people in DM just, just to see what happens. <laughs> We have to, we have, well, how long has this been going? Not that long. The beer is heading. Oh, okay. Jesus. I've finished mine. Keep going. Okay. So, some reports claim that the monkey man. (laughs) (laughs) I just like that we've gone from, I'm going to say something racist to the monkey man. It was supposed to be a monkey. That was the whole thing. Yeah, I know, but I've made it, I've put a different layer over the top of this now. No, I know you have, and this is normally the thing that I do, and you tell me off for. Yeah. (laughs) Some, 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 so I'm going to go back and go to the last one. Eyewitness descriptions are a bit all over the place. Most of them describe a four foot tall creature covered in thick black hair. Gotcha. In some cases, wears a denim jacket and a motorbike helmet. Just looking sick as hell. Some, some reports claim that the monkey man also wore roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
2001. What what look is this, my guy? Oh, man. It was a weird time. We were all experimenting. Everybody got past Y2K and went, you know what? Fuck it. That didn't kill us all. Let's just roller do this. Skates. Yeah. I'm going to live out my fantasies of being a hairy little roller skate gremlin. Do you know what I like, though? Is like roller skates, yes, but PPE with the set with the helmet. <laughs> little monkey man on skates. Over, over 350 sightings were reported and 60 injuries. <laughs> Two people died <laughs> falling off a, falling down a stairwell and leaping off a roof in panic. Oh my god. Which I've put the bullet points, which isn't funny, follow-up bullet point, but absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel weird about laughing about this now. We've, nah, it's we've funny done, as we've fuck. done something to this story. Alright, so here's a here's a here's a famous mass panic. We're not blasting through these quite as much as we expect. Nineteen thirty eight, War of the Worlds. You might remember it, it was just before the War of the World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so during Halloween, which I've spelt terribly, um, Hall of Ween, <laughs> Hall of Wiener, um, <laughs> a radio broadcast of H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds was performed by Orson Wells, brackets no relation. <laughs> the episode starts out normally with an intro monologue, but from there, the program was written to resemble a normal evening's broadcast. Interspersed throughout this were fake radio news stories, starting out with seemingly innocuous news about explosions on the surface of Mars, and slowly events would escalate, where the news would start to describe things falling to Earth in places like New Jersey, and finally the reports were produced as if live battles and disasters wrought at the hands of the aliens as they torch cities, poison the air, before dramatically the news report goes dead. After 30 minutes, the production took a break, moving into a more traditional radio play format. However, by this point, people who had missed the very opening or any indication this was a play had been convinced there really was an invasion of Earth, complete with public fear and panic across the USA. Yeah. Absolute classic. This one, I have heard that. that, That's a classic. Yeah. I've heard that story before. And the thing is, something like that is a lot more difficult to have happen nowadays oh hugely because the thing is like twitter well it's it's more well that but also the way that radio works and the way that tv used to work is like we're just broadcasting it if you miss the start you miss the start whereas now everybody's on streaming services they're watching it when they want yes whereas this is like oh you missed the bit where we told you this is satire tough luck do you know what's mad as well is that people are more skeptical now but also not well they're skeptical in in the wrong ways jerks yeah um but yeah this this is just so wild like you would look at this and go like oh we should have seen this coming like of course people listen to radio at different times you have to assume someone's going to come in halfway through so no someone somewhere is pissing themselves over this this yeah. is a brilliant moment for yeah them. uh my last one uh and you might remember these the 2016 clown sightings I do remember these. Um, Fuck, I hadn't thought about these in a long time. Yeah. So 2016, people started reporting seeing creepy clowns pop up in their towns in places such as forests and schools, i.e. places where clowns probably shouldn't be. Yeah. So it started in August in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when a number of photos emerged of a clown in the town, which I believe is a Dr. Seuss novel as well, uh, a, a clown in the town late at night. It gained significant news inches before being revealed as a viral marketing campaign for a mu- for a movie. A movie? A movie. Um, but that's when it's... St- Wait, that's- which movie? I don't know. I don't, I don't 2016, remember that part. possibly It. 
Oh, they yeah, maybe. I can't remember when that remake. You came remember out. clown film? Yeah. The movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's when it all started, and a number of other clowns started popping up across the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Australia. British communities specifically were terrified. It was putting a strain on police resources. Yeah, I mean that was that was like the main thing I remember. Because I because I started seeing it, I think online after it had like after that initial wave had kind of gone, mm. and what it seemed like to me was yeah, it was initially like a couple of things, it was a marketing thing, but then enough like shitheads were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we just did this too? And then it's wrapped up in the and it's oh it's part of that it's fine we didn't like it's not a shithead yes but also kind of funny it, yeah but like going out with the intent to terrorize people they're shitheads yeah there is one though that I've seen that made me laugh every time and I'm yeah. gonna tell you which is there's these like bunch of chavs came like round a corner and there's like a bridge on their right and as they come around the corner they turn left. So the bridge is behind them mm-hmm. and it's like an overpass bridge. And there's just one guy stood there in a clown suit with a massive hammer and they've got their mate lying on the floor and it looks like their mate's head's been like stoved in. Right. And then he just whistles and one of the guys turns around and sees it and he just picks up the hammer and it's like a big comedically large sledgehammer, yeah, yeah. like clown hammer and starts running at them. And all of these like 19, 20 year old like roadman, half man kids just yeah. go ah! and fucking book it and just start sprinting away. And it's very, very funny to watch them all collectively shit their pants. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, but it just amused it, me. It struck me after a certain point of like. It's cruel. Well, it, it was more, it was shitheads being like copycats of a thing that looked to be terrorizing. Yeah, that people. they knew was scary. And it becomes this like excuse they'd be like oh it was just a thing over there like yeah it's just not, just, it's not just a joke mate it's yeah joke. it's just a yeah. joke it's like yeah but everyone is seeing the same news they're getting worked up by it and then you're exacerbating the thing intentionally. yeah that, that's a fair point yeah. yeah yeah that's fair um so in october so this was across the uk mostly it was getting a bit out of hand but in october the russian embassy to the uk issued a warning for russian citizens to remain vigilant about clowns and that that should always be in effect the next day the fijian police did exactly the same <laughs> thing <laughs> later that month a ton of news outlets reported several pl- purges or clown hunts were to take place on halloween eve which just goes to show you can't have anything yeah but it's, it's also like and, and that's how the purge started yeah great love those films um never seen them it's weird that they've created a cinematic universe there's law yeah there's purge law i'm kind of not against it yeah um but that, that's kind of like why the you know people co-opting the thing getting involved and like making it worse is a problem is because like the media were also doing that like the more stories about this thing that was proven to be a marketing stunt the more of those stories that come out and go like the clowns are fucking everywhere, people are like, oh, "I'm going to do that. It's funny," and yeah. then that just perpetuates the whole fucking thing and again and again and again. Well, I do like that they had a retaliatory clown hunt. Yeah, clown purge. Yeah, what do you hunt a clown with? A really big seltzer gun, like one of those big squirt bottles. Yeah, but it's holy water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just hydrochloric acid. Yeah, uh, that's not even the most corrosive acid. What else? Oh, I don't know. I just picked an acid. It's a good one. Hydrofluoric, I think, is pretty up there. Citric. Not at all. Makes a delicious gin and tonic. <laughs> Clown and tonic. My f- gin and honking. 
<laughs> Let's hit the job. That was the last of them. Now, normally, I have a little thing afterwards. Yeah, but I asked you to keep your pants on this time. That's <laughs> what you fucking done. Um, unfortunately, post-jump on my notes here, uh-huh. the first bullet point is just three question marks. Oh. I'm not going to fill in this blank for no, you. No, I didn't have anything. And I took put in there top phobias, weirdest phobias, fear factor, maybe talk about the TV show that, by the way, was hosted by Joe Rogan. Yeah, I know. I remember watching it when yeah. I was growing up. Um, that he, show was crazy. It was. And Joe Rogan was a shithead then. Yeah. He's been a shithead forever. I think his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really have anything else. Okay. I mean, this has been a meandering one at the best of times. We're probably running up against time, so... What do you mean against time? There is no limit to this. I know, but we do try and keep it less than three and a half hours. And it feels like we've been recording a long time. Uh, no. It's like an hour 20. Oh, that's normal. Cut that down. Yeah, that's about a regular episode for us. Dang. What are you on about? Well, I'll quickly ad-lib something. Go on, then. Uh, you know what else is scary? Yeah. Airline food. The fuck off. <laughs> What's the deal? What's the deal with how terrifying airline food is? Yeah, I, op- I open that little box. I see the shitty little salad and I, and I scream and shit my pants. There's something in this box. Um, that is a reference to an old Twilight Zone episode uh-huh. featuring William Shatner. Yeah, that was a very Shatner-esque delivery. Thanks. Um, what's the scariest? No, I've got nothing. <laughs> i got nothing. Look, while I was writing this, this was the point that both nights I fell asleep while uh, writing. Okay. So I wrote the letter I, in that case, W, about 4,000 times, and yep. then woke up and was like, I'm going to bed. And I love that you thought, oh, I'll just leave it. We'll figure it out when we go to record it. Well, I was planning to take PT in and do it on the way, and yeah. then I ended up just driving because I was like, yeah, fuck it, be all right. Yeah. Um, so if you tolerated any of that and you weren't you weren't too terrified, Good. Uh, you can... You can find equally unscary I hope. social media profiles <laughs> of us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm honest- I mean, mostly Instagram. Yeah, I'm also honestly not sure about Twitter with the changes to the API lately because we post through a service that uses the API. Let's just say Instagram. Yeah. We don't use the Facebook either. That's a very good point. But we're there. You can find us on Instagram and other meta-associated products. Under Hey Brew Podcast. My stepdad recently sent me an Instagram profile of someone else called Hey Brew who said they'd stolen our idea. I think they're a coffee hut podcast. I told them I was going to hunt them down. Have you? Should we? On Instagram, I have. Okay. Have I think you? they're more popular than us. They might be able to, they might dox us or send their fans against us. Well, look, I'll kill them. You heard it here first, folks. I'm going to say something racist and I'm going to kill another podcast. Wow, this this, uh, <laughs> this last few months really has changed you, Mike. 2023, it's time to burn the world <laughs> Unleash down. Unleash evil, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, um, Hey Brew Podcast, if you'd like to see that live streamed. Uh, live leak, please. Live leak. <laughs> it's going to be on World Star Hip Hop. World Star that was a great thing for a little while. Every time someone started fighting in the street, someone yelling, World Star! Yeah, it's so funny. Fucking great. Um, all right. Um, they could email us if they wanted to, couldn't they, Mike? Yep. How and where? Uh, Mostly where? Hello at heybrew.zone. Spectacular. What kind of stuff could they email us? 
Uh, well, if you're from the competing Hebrew podcast, it should be your letter of resignation and letting us know that you've changed your name. No, it should be a fucking time and a place to fight. <laughs> fucking meet me behind the bike sheds. Yeah. Cowards. Pick a car park. Yeah. Preferably... One near me. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. Preferably central to Melbourne. Yes. Australia. Yep. I don't know where they are, and I frankly don't care. I believe the UK, but I'm sure they'd love a trip Please, over. I'm sure, that, I'm sure they'd be really nice. We'll have them over, we'll show them around, and then on the last day, we'll fuck them up. The UK doesn't even have good coffee. What are they even talking about? That, excuse me, so they have James Hoffman. They have one good They coffee. have one good man, and all of the shit he uses is from outside of England. Yeah, but all the shit we use is from outside of Australia. Yeah, no, but we have better people. Brilliant. Um... <laughs> All right, and <laughs> the other things is listen to us on the things, but also then leave us a review. Leave yep. us a goddamn review. Yep. You reviewless monsters. Yes. Thanks. Monkey men. Get your skates on. Ah, yeah, good. Thanks, good. Thanks. You fucking Throws, helmet. Throw some shit around. See if some of it sticks. As yeah. long as that shit is reviews, five star of them. Yes. All right. Um... I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Sweet. So we practice the intro, but not the outro. What outro? This this episode never ends. I'm afraid it does. Damn it. Uh, This has been the triumphant, quote unquote, return, quote unquote. Excuse me. Great. I love that. Of the beer I just drank. Yeah. Of Hey Brew. I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. I once saw a thing where people were saying, like, any beard podcast that like ends in cheers, what a fucking hackneyed thing. And I'm just like, fuck you. What else are you going to say? Yeah. Suck yeah, this dick. is... Yeah, cheers. Salute. Or, like, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I guess that also works. But it's not as on brand. 28 in the fucking morning, get a VB long neck up, yeah. That's that video that I've never seen all the way through. Yeah. yeah. There's not really a sign-off either. No. We could make that our sign-off. It's too many words. And also, we don't want to encourage drinking but VB. That's also why I like cheers, because it's just a single word. It is a single word. You can't word. forget it. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're me and asking what the name of the bar in Cheers was when I was in a bar called Cheers. Is it the Cock and Toad? So I went into this bar in a foreign country and the bar was called Cheers yep. and it had the sign up from the TV show Cheers of course why wouldn't you and I asked what was the name of the bar in Cheers and everyone looked at me like I was a fucking moron <laughs> because it turns out the name of the bar in Cheers is Cheers yeah but I thought it was called Cheers because it was set in a bar yeah in a bar called Cheers but that's like calling your church redemption or calling it church or calling your doctor surgery health. <laughs> that one I like, actually. I would, I'd be up for I, that, I, yeah. I would go there. Or calling your, quick, think of other things, football stadium, sport. Mm. Do you want to go down to sport to watch the game at the weekend? You just sound like a maniac. It would actually be really funny to open a sports bar and just call it sport. No, not a sports bar. No, I know. I know. I'm okay with a sports bar called sports. Yeah. No, just sport. Sport. Single, single word. Single, singular. I want to call it spurt. No O. Spurt. Squirm. 
<laughs> oh no anyway but yeah different so kind of cheers cult. the bar in cheers and everyone laughed at me and i said you think that's funny and i someone put my drink down and i said cheers and then i won them back and they went hey and they threw the drink on the floor and they're like get the fuck out yeah i was banned from cheers the bar named after a tv <laughs> show called cheers set in a bar called cheers cheers cheers